We're in a series called Arrows. Arrows, and you're probably thinking, man, I, I, I've missed a couple of weeks. It's okay because I'm going to catch you guys up. It's okay if you missed a couple of weeks. I've given you three arrows, and um, you heard me say at the very first, uh, our very first time together of this series, week one, was that if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every single time. You're not going to wake up one day and have better, better finances. You're not going to wake up one day and have better, better friendships. You're not going to wake up one day and have better, and have better fitness. You're not going to wake up one day and have a better faith in God. So I wanted to let you know that you and I, we are the, we are the bow, and, and God has given you and I, he's given us some arrows to shoot. And one of the arrows that he gives us to shoot is our faith. We have to have faith. If you don't have faith, that is the key ingredient to, to doing this thing. You have to have a faith. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and it comes by hearing the word of God. So if you hear the word of God today, it's going to build, it's going to build your faith. And so we went from one arrow to, then we had our second arrow, and the arrow we talked about was finances. And the thing that we learned last week is that there's a right way, and there's a wrong way to have finances. There's a, there's a good way, and there's a God way. There's a healthy way, and there's an unhealthy way. We learned last week that our, the, the world's way of finances is really not that good. And the reason why I know it's not that good is because our world is in, a, is in over trillions, it's in trillions of dollars of debt. Trillions of dollars. A guy said to me last week, I feel so bad for you. I said, why? He goes, because we're going to leave behind trillions of dollars of debt, and you guys are never, ever going to get rid of it. He goes, you're, you're basically just up a creek without a paddle. And um, I said, oh, thanks. I appreciate you giving that to us. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. Somebody gave it to us, and we're going to give it to you, and you're going to be able to give it to your kids too. It's a gift that keeps on taking. You know, it's a gift that keeps on taking. And I want to give you a third arrow today that I think is super important. So we have faith, and we have finances. And the third arrow I want to give you is I want to give you the arrow of fitness. I want to give you the arrow of fitness. How many of you guys in here today, you don't have to raise your hand, but when I said the word fitness, you automatically got anxious. <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. You automatically said, oh, he's going to give us uh, this. I knew this church was a cult. When we walk out today, he's going to give us this special Christian diet that I'm not interested in. And you're like, then this is why I don't go to church, because Christians are always giving us these weird things to check off on. And, and so you're like, he's going to give us this crazy diet. <clears throat> he's going to tell us to get up at 4 a.m. and start working on our Working on our fitness. I'm not, I'm not going to do it today, but I do want you to know this. I want you to make it. I want you to make it a long time. Here's what I've learned about fitness. If you take care of your body now, it will take care of you later. If you take care of your body now, it will take care of you later. I started the fitness journey um, <clears throat> a, a while ago, and, and I, I was, I say fitness journey, I've always played sports my whole entire life, but I got to a place in my, in my, in my, my life where I, 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 I started having kids, and when you start having kids, you basically like, man, all hands on deck. It's like survival mode. Like, you've ever seen the show Survivor? If you don't have kids, you ever watch the show Survivor? That's what having kids is like. And so I, I, we had these kids, and one kid and two kids, and you're like, just give it up. And I, I started going from this athletic, you know, kind of fit kind of person to a thing now they call it, it's called a dad bod. It's called a dad bod where the things, everything just starts dropping a little bit and sticking out a little bit further, you know, where, where the six-pack becomes a keg, you know. Like it just, it just wasn't good. I, I looked in the mirror, and I was, I was wearing like a 31, 32-size pants, and I had somehow jumped up to a size 35. And if you're a 35 in here, I'm not judging you. I'm just, I just, I'm just not that. I'm my healthiest, you know. And so I started getting, gaining weight, and, and it really didn't help. And I got married also, and every single night, Don was making these slice-and-bake cookies. Come on favor of God, you know what I'm saying? And not only was she making faith, these sons of cookies, uh, the, the, my in-laws, um, and that was Derek up here today, Derek and Dinah, their brother and sister, and it just made sense because they were, they were super tight today. But and then not only do we have these slice and make cookies, but we also have these yeast rolls. 
these yeast rolls, I mean, I know where they all go. Like, they just, they just add up, you know. Like, it's like it, it doesn't go into, like, abs. It just goes into flabs, you know. Like, I know those yeast rolls, they were so good. And I got to a point where I was just, I was just growing, you know. Like, I was just getting, I was getting big and loving it. <clears throat> and I, got, I looked in the mirror one day. I was like, man, your fitness is off. And so I got on the journey. We had one kid. We had two kids. And, and then my sister-in-laws, they, they started running. They became runners. And I was like, I love a good competition. I was like, I'm going to start running too. So I start running with them and get on the journey with them. The only reason why I ran was to beat them. That's the only reason why I ran. I'm not going to lie to you. I ran, I run to win. You know what I'm saying? And, and the Apostle Paul talks about running to win. I'm going I'm to read that verse for you in just a few moments. But I, I wanted to run because I wanted to be in a race with these guys, and I wanted, I wanted to beat them. So I got my first race, and my sister-in-law, Brooke, she's not here today. And I start running. It was, our, it was a half, my first half marathon. And I signed up for it. Um, and then four months, I signed up for it. And then four months later, we had twins. So I didn't train for four months. I get out there and I start running. I mean, I'm just doing my thing. And about four, minute, about a, a four minutes into it, I see her, my sister-in-law, Brooke, she's walking. I'm like, man, she's, she's already walking. What a loser. What a stinking loser. You know, like, I'm not here, you know, killing it. Well, man, I'll tell you the short version of the story. I got to my, I was like, I was like seven-minute mile. I came out the gate hot, seven-minute mile. I was cruising. Just cruising, Ash. Get to the second mile, eight-minute mile. I'm still cruising, but I feel good. Mile three, nine-minute mile. Mile four, it just went downhill. It was like a slow, slow, slow crash and burn. It just got worse. I got to mile eight, and I looked up, and I saw all these people, and I'm like, yo, these people are cheering for me. So I picked up a little bit. You know, I put my chest up a little bit. I was like, dude, you, you suck it up. You got to at least look good in front of all the people. I got to mile eight, and if you ever ran before, when you get to mile eight, you realize your legs, you, you think that you're lifting them up, but they're not lifting up at all. Like, you feel good. I mean, you feel like a gazelle. You're like, dude, I am just stroking. But you're really, your feet are like, you're just like, it's more like this. You know, you're, you're just shuffling. You're just, every day I'm shuffling. Like, I was trying to. It just not was, they weren't working. And I get to mile eight. I look up and I see all these people. And I'm just like trying to look good. You know, I got the headphones in. I got my music playing. You know, I'm wearing Nike shoes, Nike socks, Nike sh- I had the outfit right, Joel, because that's what you taught me. Like, you got to at least have the outfit right. And, and man, I hit a manhole cover. And just ate it at mile eight in front of everybody. I deserve that. Because God was working on my humility. I needed some humility. Kind of. I fell. I scraped my hands up. I'm bleeding. My knees, my knees are bleeding. I'm just, and I just, I don't know how I made it the next four or five miles. It was brutal, though. It was just brutal. So, but I, I got to the very end. I was like, you just got to keep on going because you got to beat your sister-in-law. And she's probably back there walking still. Well, do I know. I came across the finish line, beat up. Bloody for like a week. I couldn't walk. I can I could barely even talk. That was like painful for me. That's how bad it was. And she came across the she she came across just just smiling like she knew what she was doing. And I had no idea. She had practiced. She had trained for this idea of fitness, and she was killing it. She was killing the race, and the race was killing me. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I got into that journey, and I, so we got to fast forward a little bit further. We got to the church planting. We got to start the church, and for a year I did nothing. I did nothing. Not, nothing physical, zero, 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 zero fitness, no, no training, no eating right, no exercising, nothing for a whole entire year. And, um, and then I got into it. And I, I hired this professional, I hired a professional coach, and he was like, how's your, how's your, um, how's your, how's your, how's your health? How's your health? I'm like, yo, my health is great. My health is great. He's like, well, how often do you exercise? Like, I was like, I exercised like a year and a half ago. 
He's like, it's supposed to be, I said, leaders, you got to be healthy. In order for you to be healthy, you have to, like, exercise. And he's like, you got to start going to a gym, and you got to start working out. And, and so I, I got into the gym. You guys have heard the story before. I don't know if you guys know, but I CrossFit. And uh, I got into the gym, and I started, <laughs> you've heard about it before, once or twice. Um, uh, once or twice I meant a message. And so I got into it, and I started on this, on this fitness journey. And here's what, I wanna, here's what I want you to know is I want you to be on the, I want you to have some sort of fitness goals in your life. And, and the reason why I want you to have that is because I was reading through the scripture, and I realized the scripture talks a lot about fitness. And you're like, man, this guy, he, he makes this stuff up. And, and now I just, I just read the Bible, and God talks, about, God talks about your body in the Bible. And I just realized them, I see people all the time, and I get to visit hospitals and visit people. But I just know people that take care of their body now, their body takes care of them later. It's the same thing about your finances. If you, if you, will, if you will live right now like no one else, if, you will, if you'll get out of debt and you'll begin to save, later you'll be able to live like no one else. You'll be able to have some things set aside. You'll be able to have, a, you'll be able to have some wealth later so you can actually live and still be. And if, you, and, if you, and if you're able to save up, you're able also to be, and you're out of debt, you're also able to be generous. And when you're generous, you're healthy. Actually being generous actually makes you smile. It actually makes you healthy. And I also realize this, if you're, the same thing about your faith journey. If you put in the work now, if you wake up every day and you open up God's word and you build your faith, your faith will build you. I've heard so many people say this phrase the last few weeks since we talked about faith. He goes, I'm really not trying to fake it. I'm really trying to faith it. And we need more people faith in it. We need people to, we need, if you if you will spend your life on, in this Bible, it will build you up. We, we say this, or we, we read this in one of our Bible reading plans on you version. We said this, that if you get in the word, this word will get in you. If you get, and so we're trying to build our faith, we're trying to build our, our, our finances, we're also trying to build, today I want you to build your, your fitness. If you take care of your body now, it will take care of you later. Here's what the Bible says about, about your body. <clears throat> here's what, here's what uh, the Apostle Paul said this, don't you realize that your body <clears throat> is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, and was given to you by God. He goes, don't you know that your body is where God lives at? You're like, dang, that's scary. He lives in your body. The Bible says he lives in your, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And, he, and, and the Bible says he lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong, if you're a Christian here today, you do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. You're supposed to honor God with your body. The Bible, we, we read this in scripture last week. Whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it all for God's glory. Whatever you do, you ought to do it for, to bring glory. You ought to take care of your body. When, you're, when you take care of your body, it's actually an act of worship. Now, you got to be careful that you don't begin to worship your body. But whenever you take care of yourself, you're actually worshiping God. When you eat and when you drink, you are actually worshiping God. When you serve today, when you sing today, when you read the Bible, all that is worshiping it's all worshiping God. He goes, man, don't you realize your body's where God lives at? Man, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of pressure, right? Because like, if I told you, hey, God's coming to your house today, you clean your house. Megan Page, you guys need to go home and clean your room. Like God may visit you guys today. I don't know what your room looks like, but make sure your room is clean because you never know. My pastor used to always say this to me. Pastor Ed was here a few weeks ago. He would say, man, you got to keep your car clean. He said, if you have a clean car, you have a clean life. I took that to heart. I also went to look for it in the Bible. It's not in there, but I believed him. He betrayed me. But cleanliness is next to godliness. He used to always tell me. Here's what also Paul kept on writing a little bit later, a few, a few chapters later. These, this church in Corinth, these guys are wild. 
These dudes were wild. I mean, this, these guys were partying. They were going hard every single night. I mean, this, these guys, whatever you think about is, of immorality, these guys, they were immorality to the next level. These guys, I heard a guy preach on 1 Corinthians. He, 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 called his, he called the church in Corinth the church in the wild. I mean, these guys were wild. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Don't you realize that in a race everybody runs, but only one person gets the prize? So you run to win. That's why we run. We run to win. Here's what he says. All, dis, all athletes are disciplined in their training. All athletes are disciplined in their training. When I, got to, when I got to CrossFit, it was so funny because everyone's an athlete in CrossFit. People who are never athletes ever in their life, they walk into a CrossFit gym like, yo, you're an athlete. And you, you see people like, they're chest bowing up like, yo, I'm an athlete. Like, I've never been an athlete in my life. Like, I was on the polo team, you know, I mean, on the chess team. You know, like, I was on debate team. But you walk in the gym and they give you shirts that say athlete on them. Like, you're like, dude, I'm an athlete. Can't walk them out, but dude, I'm an athlete. You know, like, I, I'm an athlete. I can't do a pull-up, but I'm, a, I'm an athlete. He says here, Jesus says here, all athletes, they're disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an internal prize. Here's what he says. So I run with purpose in every single step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete and I train it to do what it should. Your body needs to be trained. You have to train your body. You have to train, you have to train your body. I, I, I took a, I, I, when I started CrossFit and um, my friend Ashley was in there and she had this little, what I thought was like a little girly class. It was called HIT. High intensity interval training. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go take this little girly class. This is for girls. It's like a little girly class. So I'm like, it's so girly. I'll bring my, I'll bring my twins with me. Dude, it was the worst experience of my life. Planking for ten hours. Why are we planking for ten hours? Why would we do that? That why would we? Does that that doesn't even matter? Okay, we, it wasn't ten hours. A little bit of an exaggeration, but we were planking more push-ups than I've ever done in my life, and we're we're kicking our legs like girls. We're doing these flutter kicks. I couldn't do them. I was looking at the ladies, they're like, look at this little wussy boy over there. And they're all killing the workout. Arena was there. I was just trying to stay up with the rain. It was miserable. And then to make things worse, Ashley's like, um, telling those twins were just running around while she's like, hey, go, I'm doing a plank, I'm doing push-ups. And the, Ashley's like, hey, telling the twins, hey, go get on your dad's back while he's doing. I'm doing push-ups with 20 pounds on my back, 25 pounds. It was miserable. But here's what I know. I, a lot of the stuff there, it was learning, it was, it was training my, it was training my core. It was training my core. And the Bible says is that we, we got to train. We have to train up our body. We have to train every area of our body because there's a, there's a war out there. There's a, there's a war out against us. We got to be prepared. We have to train up our body. We have to run with a purpose. He says, I got to discipline my body like an athlete, and I got to train it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Because, hey, man, if you're going to do the right thing, you have to build up your body. Your body's got to be good. You got to work on your legs. Your legs are your foundation. You got to have a good foundation. That's why we work legs. I didn't know that. But we have to have a good foundation. And then from your foundation, our foundation is the word of God, but we've got to build up our physical foundation. And not only do we got to fill up our physical foundation, then we got to move from our foundation. We have to move to our core. You, I realize you have to do core. My father-in-law used to always do core exercise. I'm like, dude, core's lame. Core's lame. And then you realize core is not lame. You got to have a core. You have to have a core. Your core is important. You got to have a. You have to have a, a, a mid a midsection. I was I, I ran yesterday this race, and after I got done running this race, I was talking to a friend of mine. He said, "Hey, when you run the race, a lot of athletes they raise their they raise their feet up because the blood leaves their stomach, and you get sick." Well, I experienced a sickness yesterday that I can't talk about from the stage. 
But he's like, yeah, you got to sit down, you got to raise your feet up, and the blood will begin to rush back to your belly. I'm like, I don't want to do anything that's going to do anything to my stomach, because what my stomach just did to me was betrayal. <laughs> you got to train up your core. Not only you got to train up your core, you got to begin to train your upper body. You got to be able to train your arms. You know, ladies in your tail, you got to push a stroller. That takes work. You got to push. Ladies, you got you to grab those groceries. Mom's in your day, you got you to like, you got to get all those groceries on one arm and all the others on the grocery arm because you got to make one trip. I don't know why ladies got to make one trip. I don't know if that's just to prove a point to the husbands. I, I, just, I just get a couple at a time. Just get a couple at a time. I'm just like this, Joel. I'm just like, I got a couple. I got my pinkies up. <laughs> Drop them off. And Diane's like, what is taking you so long? I'm like, babe, I'm just, I'm living my best life. I'm just taking my time. Plus, the longer I'm out there, the less I have to hear the commotion in my house. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's why we do it. And so I'm just taking a few at a time. I don't got to take all of them at one trip. I, I know that I'm strong enough to do that. But I just I bring a couple of them. We have to train. You need that. You need that. You need to train. You got to train all of the body parts. You know, and, 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 um, and a lot of, when I used to, when I worked out before I started CrossFitting, um, I always skipped leg day. You can tell now I don't because my jeans are tight. You know, I just would skip leg day. I just, I had this workout, I had this bench in my garage. And all I do, all I would do is I would do bench. Because, you know, I did, I did the beach workout. I bench as much as I can. Like, I did bench day. But for me, bench day was every day. Like, just bench day. I benched, and I curled, and I did triceps. That's all that you need, right? You see that guy in the gym before? His body is just like, he's just this big. But, then, but his legs are just like this small. You, you can't. You can't skip leg day. You, you, can't skip, you can't skip leg day. And so he said, you have to train your whole body. Paul said, I trained my whole body like an athlete. Part of the time he was running from his life because people were trying to kill him because he's a Christian. But you have to train your whole body. We should be training our body. And if you're saying, you, you may say, well, I, I can't do what you can do. And I, here's why I can't do what you can do and you can't do what I can do. I want to give you a couple of easy steps today. Um, I'm going to preach some more in just a moment. But if you're not anywhere on the journey... I want, to, I, want to, I, want to, I want to challenge you today to get on the journey. I was in ministry, and, and, and Derek gave me this book. He goes, you got to read this book. It's called Right on Empty. And what I got out of that book was two profound things that you all, you all can apply to your life. And here's the two things that I got. I got taking walks out of the book. Taking a walk. Like, if you can't run, walk. And if you can't, if you can't walk, maybe do some flutter kicks. That's miserable. If you, you just go walk, just go, just go walk around the block one time. I was telling like, just go walk around the block one time, just see what happens. I got that out of, I got that out of there today. And some of you guys are like, well, I'm in, I'm in really, really good shape. I, I know one thing a lot of you guys are not good at. I'm going to tell you right now. One thing about your fitness that you're not good at, I got two things out of the book. I got taking walks and Sabbaths. Some of you guys are terrible at resting. You have to have a rest day. You have to have a rest day. I'll work out Monday through Friday and I will do anything Saturday and Sunday. I mean, I'll set up this church, which it takes, it takes a lot of, it takes muscle to set up this church, but I'll skip Saturday and I'll skip Sunday. You got to take a rest. How good are you at resting? Because that's part of the fitness journey. Jesus Christ himself had a rest day. And here we are. I got this seven days a week. I'm tough. I'm self-made. All that. You have to have a rest day. You have, the Bible calls it a Sabbath. You have to have a Sabbath. Go out and take some walks. Start walking. You're going to be better for it. You know what I found the best thing for me where God spoke to me? When I started running, God spoke the most to me when I was running. Because as you know, when I'm, I'm about to make a left turn on this thing right here today, we don't just train our bodies to train our bodies. We train our bodies because it's attached to the spiritual also. 
we're, we're one person. We're body, we're soul, and we're mind. You have to train the whole body. Paul said, I got to train the whole body. I got to be ready to go. Here's what he says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Physical training is good. Now, here's the part I want to make sure you set in today. Physical training is good, and you ought to train physically. But training for godliness is so much better. Training for godliness... Training your spiritual is so much better than training your physical. I see so many people. You can have a great physical, and you can, you can spend a lot of time building your physical body up, but if you don't, if you don't train the spiritual, you, it's like skipping leg day. It's like skipping leg day. You cannot skip. You cannot skip this stuff. Physical training is good, but, but training for godliness is, is so much better. Promising benefits in this life and the life to come. You have to train. You, the training your spiritual matters because training your spiritual affects the future, the Bible says. And so many times we skip parts. I wrote down this. It's a little bit out of the order, but I want to put up on the screen for them, um, Courtney, so in case they want to take a picture right now. But I don't want you to skip heart day. Don't skip heart day. Never, ever, ever skip heart day. We, you, you guys, you got to build up your heart. you got to build the insides. you got to build up your, you got to build this heart up. Because what happens is, is that you go through seasons of your life and things are falling apart and your physical body can't put that together, but your faith can put it back together. You cannot, this is how you build, this is how you build your heart. Your heart, do you know that your heart's a muscle? The way you build it is through this. I see so many people, they're building their body, they're building their body, they're building their body, they're building their body, they're building the body. And then I watch their Facebook, their wife say, I wish you'd build our marriage. I wish you'd build our, I wish you'd build this, or I wish you would build this. I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to neglect I don't want to neglect my heart because my heart and what's inside of me, my faith is so much more important than my, it's so much more important than my, than my physical. You got to train both. You got to train, you got to train both. Christ lives in your body. He lives in your body. So you got to have your body right. If you're building your body right, you can build your soul right. They go, they go together. They go together. I, I want to show you an example today. A friend of mine says to me yesterday, it's kind of the thing I've been saying a lot recently, but I <clears throat> just want to say it to you one more time. You're, but your people that come to church are coming looking for truth. And so I want to give you a bunch of scripture that tells you, hey, we're supposed to go out and we're supposed to build our body. Christ lives in you, and Christ is in your body, and don't skip party, all those. And I want to back up my scripture with more scripture, because I got something really, really cool that I, I saw recently. You've been in church a long time ago. There's a story in the Bible uh, about, a guy, about a guy named Joshua. He's a leader, and they, and they build this, there's this town called Jericho, and God gives it to him. And this, there's a, there's a, in church, there, there, there's a song that says, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came crumbling down. And the battle plan was simply this. They were going to walk around Jericho. Every day, for six days, they walk around Jericho, and that's it. And on the seventh day, it changes, okay? Let me read it to you, Okay. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible says this. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. They were afraid of the people of Israel. The people of Israel were God's people. If you're God's people, God fights your battles for you. This is how we fight our battle. We learned that song last week. We worship. When you're with God, you're good to go. When Christ is inside of you, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a combo that, that's going to be hard to reckon with. If God is in you, it's you. Who can, the Bible says this, if God be for you, then who could be against you? If God lives in you, then really nothing that you come across cross, really can stop you. It may can slow you down. It may can distract you, but it can't destroy you. So they were afraid of God's people, and people should be afraid of you, not physically because you're a tough guy, because you're, mental, because you're a mouthy person. They should, people should fear you 
because you have the fear of God inside of you. And they'll never want to come across you because he's with God. I don't want to mess with them. She's with God. I don't want to mess with her. They're with, I don't want to mess with their family. Their family, they're with God. God takes care of their family. God's favor is on their family. And that's what we see in Joshua chapter 1. Verse 2, chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible says, but the, Lord, <clears throat> but the Lord said to Joshua, I will give you Jericho, <clears throat> its king, <clears throat> and, its, and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. That's a battle plan. Day one, walk around. Day two, walk around. On day seven, walk around it seven times. If you study the scriptures, you know this number seven in the Bible is the number of, you're right, completion. It's the number of completion. So they're going to walk around it seven times on, on, the, on the sixth day. On the, on the seventh day. When you hear the priests give a, so when you hear the priests Give a one long blast on the ram's horn. Have all the people shout out as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. So you guys walk around that, and in front of you is going to be the spiritual people, like the Ark of the Covenant, like their, their, their Bible, if you will, is going to walk around the front of them, the spiritual people, the prayer warriors, the people that, are, that have faith. They're going to walk in front of you, and behind them is your muscle dudes, your, your big, strong guys. Like that's going to be... That's going to be the guys that you're going to you're going to walk around with. And when it gets to the last day, and you hear the sh- when you hear the horn, ram's horn, then y'all are going to shout as loud as you can. What a terrible battle plan! It's like walking into 19.5 and say, "I'm just going to walk around the bar a bunch of times. I'm not going to do any thrusters. I'm just going to walk around it. I'm going to walk around the bar and the rig, or I'm going to walk around my neighborhood and just start screaming." That's not going to help you lift the weight. That's not going to make you more. That sounds like a terrible plan if you're listening here today. That's a terrible plan. These guys trained their bodies like Paul told them to do, like they were supposed to. They trained their body, and now he's like, you want us to walk around the town? We don't get to use our swords? There's no fighting? I'm confused, God. I'd be confused too. And I think sometimes we live confused. So verse 6 says this. So Joshua called together the priests and said this, hey, guys, take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and, as, and assign seven priests to walk in front of it each carrying a ram's horn. God gave the orders to Joshua, and then Joshua gave the orders to the people. Just a little side message here today. God has given you, God wants to give you a word. And he wants you to take that to your family. He has given us a word, and the word is the great commission. He's given us the good news. He wants us to take that to people. Man, when you read the Bible, I hope you don't just fly over stuff. In the Old Testament, we see God giving people good news, and, good new, and, and people taking good news to people. In the New Testament, we see Jesus coming as the good news. He gives you and I the good news, which is salvation by grace, through faith, not of works, lest any man should both. He gives us John 3, 16, the most popular verse ever, ever, ever um, Googled, researched. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gives us the good news. We get salvation. He goes, hey, here's salvation. I want you to go take salvation to the world. It's pretty simple. We, we don't gotta, this is not that complicated. It's very simple at its, at, its, at its form. we got to go out there and start taking out to people. I was with Chase and Joel last week, and I said, man, God's really convicted me on inviting more people to church. And it started with this seed that Nelson planted in me. And then I went somewhere and I heard a guy talk about it. And I went to, the, I went to um, True Nature the other day. Got my acai bowl. I went to True Nature the other day, and I didn't have an invite card. And I was like, i got to invite this. I gotta, I'm going to invite. I see this girl once a week. i got to invite this girl to church. I know her story. She moved here from Germany. 
with her with her, her mom and her siblings, and they're all moving back upstate, and she's here by her, all by herself. Like, I've developed a relationship, and that's how you witness someone. You develop a relationship with them, and then you invite them. That's why I go to all the same restaurants. You're like, man, I was wondering why. You, I thought you were addicted to Chick-fil-A. No, I go to, this, I go to Chick-fil-A because I'm building relationships, and when you build relationships, you can connect people to who God is. Jesus Christ himself built relationships. He gives us the good news and says, take the good news to other people. So verse 6, so Joshua called together the priests. He tells them the message, take the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk, walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, march around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. Just like God told him to do it, he repeated. There's a recurring theme in our church right now. It should have been the, it should have been the word for our church this year. The word's obedience. If you're obedient, God will bless you. If you do this exactly the way I tell you to do it, the walls are going to come down. I don't know about you guys in your take, but wouldn't it be nice to go to battle but not have to kill anybody and God do all the work for us? That would be so much awesome. Wouldn't it be nice to walk into your house today and be prayed up and be built up and have great faith and to walk into your, your house today and, and, and it did not be mass chaos because you were built up? I had this thought last night. Clearly there's a God. And you want to know why I know there's a God? Because there's so much chaoticness in our world. Could you imagine if everybody in the world wasn't a Christian? That's a thought, right? Like, you guys are like, that's, that's a good point. You want to know how I know? Because I get cut off on the freeway, but because I'm a Christian, I'm not cussing anybody out. But can you imagine if everyone had road rage? I have road rage, but I, I've, I've learned to internalize it. I'm saying things inside that I shouldn't be saying outside. I'm just like, I'm just going to process all this. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what in the world is that guy's problem? When people cut me off now, I'm like, clearly they don't have a savior. <laughs> I don't know if that's judging them or not, Joel. We can talk about that at staff meeting this week. I don't know. But I'm like, they're not saved because they if they were saved, they wouldn't have done that to me. Clearly. My, you know, I, I know that. I, I, I'm glad I'm saved. You know, when you, have, when you have to change ED with a kid, you know what ED is, right? Explosive diarrhea. When you have to change, like, clear, like, there's no salvation in that kid. That, that you can't be, with the stuff that I've changed two times with twins, clearly they don't, they're not saved. It gets better. So, you're like, dude, this guy is speaking some truth today. Truth bombs for days. So, let's keep reading, okay? Verse, um, march around the town, when are you obedient? When you're obedient. When you're, do what I tell you to do. Be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient, and this will happen. Be obedient, and then this will happen. Be obedient, and then this will happen. It's all we see through Scripture. If we just would be obedient, then this will happen. If you be, if you will be, if you will be obedient, then this will, this will happen. So let's keep on reading. Verse. Let's go to verse eight. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with horns, and some behind the Ark with the priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout. Do not even talk. They didn't talk every single day. They would go out there, and they'd walk around, and they wouldn't talk. Not a single word from any of you until I let you shout. That would have killed me. That's like playing the quiet game. I, I'm, I've never won the quiet game. That doesn't surprise any of you guys. But just, walk, just go out there and play the quiet game today. And imagine coming back today, and your wife is like, yo, how'd it go? No, we just were walking, hun. That's what we just walked around today. Day two, how'd it go? And we just, you know, we were walking again. And the wife's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, seriously, what are, what are you doing? It's like when I love when wives come to me like, hey, my husband won't tell me what you guys are talking about in Bible study. I'm like, 
because we don't want to tell you. That's why he didn't tell you. He doesn't want to tell you because he doesn't want to tell you. What, does, my, does my husband, by the way, a wife says to me, does my, does my husband talk at men's Bible study? I'm like, dude, he won't shut up. They're like, how come he doesn't talk at home? I'm like, probably because you're always talking. I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't know, Joel. That's what I, I don't know. That's just a speculation. I don't know her. I don't know their marriage. I don't know their house. Like, that's just, I'm just tossing it out there. Maybe he's listening to you because he wants to listen to you. <clears throat> you're like, this guy is just, when, like, when's Diana preaching? That's, when, that's what we want to know. When's Diana preaching? Um, I, have a, I have a backup plan for that. She's in the room. I'm still working on her. So um, verse 8. Uh, I already read that. Verse 9. Some of the armed men marched in front, just like they said. Verse 11. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day. And then, and then everyone returned and spent the night in the camp. Verse 12. Joshua got up early in the morning the next day. And the priest, again, carried the ark of the Lord. The priests with, with, with ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark with the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, again, they did the same exact thing. Verse 15, on the seventh day, finally, on the seventh day, the Israelites got up, and I'm sure they're sick of the plan by now. You ever been sick of God's plan? Just nod your head. Don't be like, yeah, no, I mean, I always, I always agree with God. No, you don't. None of us, always, none of us have always agreed with God. You want to know why, we don't, you want to know why this, this is just special impartation for me to you? The reason why we don't always agree with God, because we like control. You like control. Like, even if you're not a control freak, you like control. And when you got to follow Jesus, what's the one thing that we give up? Control. You don't like, and you don't even like it. Well, trust, like I said last week, we trust them with our salvation, but we don't trust them with our this or that, our kids, our, our relationships, our finances, whatever it is. So the next verse, let's keep on reading. They, it comes. They did exactly what they've done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. Come on for seven. The seventh time around, as the priest sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout. Now is the time to shout. The Lord has given you this town. Verse 17, Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for, the, for they protected the spies. She's like, you know, why is God protecting the prostitute? She's like, if you're new to church, like, you got to explain that. And so let me stop for a moment. This lady named Rahab, and before they, went and they went, before they went to take on Jericho, God sent in some spies to check it out. And there was a lady who protected, and her name was Rahab. And the plan to Rahab was this. Rahab, we're going to come take your town down, but when we come, we're going to spare you and anyone in your house. So here's what you got to do, Rahab you got to hang a cord outside of your window and you're outside your house. You're going to be the only house that we're going to spare, but we're going to tear this place apart. And only you and your relatives are going to survive. He said, destroy it all. Verse 19, everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. Verse 20, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed. And the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. Come on, somebody. When you are obedient, God will bless you. When you follow God's plan, he will bless you. I told you, I started this message off talking about fitness in here today. And I want to let you know two more things that I think are imperative for you to know. That your physical and your emotional health, they're connected. Your physical health and your emotional health, they are connected. You might say, man, Wes knows a lot about psychology. No, I just read a lot. I realized this recently. I'm not good at anything, but I'm good at absorbing content. 
I'm really good at absorbing content. I was talking to my friend Jamie there. He goes, I like to, I like to read. That's how I get content. I like to listen to podcasts because I like, I, I need, I want to have content. I love, 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 love absorbing content. Content. I love that. And what I've learned recently and more and more that your physical and your emotional health, they're connected to each other. You can't, they're not separated. They're, some people are like, well, that's my physical and this is my emotional. No, they're connected to each other. I know these people were emotionally connected because here's the deal. They were physically prepared for battle and that was able to help them with their emotions. Your physical and your emotional, they're connected. You gotta go out and you gotta start walking. You gotta start taking some Sabbaths, take some breaks. I ran a marathon yesterday. I got here today and I had my, I had it on. They're like, have you taken it off since yesterday? I'm like, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. <laughs> and here's what I've learned in, 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 in the physical journey. It's, there's so much emotions in this thing. You know what I was thinking about mile 25, 26? 26 was a long mile, by the way. <laughs> it was longer than the rest of the miles. I was like, I started having this emotional conversation. I'm like, are you gonna cry when you cross the finish line? I'm having that conversation. Because I'm this macho, tough dude, I was like, no, you can't do that. You know, you can't do that. You'll lose your street cred. And you're thinking, and I'm thinking, like, you're not, you, don't have any, you don't have any street cred, Wes. You don't have any street cred. Your physical and your emotional, they are, they are connected. I was like, tighten up. You suck it up, buttercup. Like, that's the kind of conversation I'm having myself. I'm having this inside conversation. My physical training has helped my emotional stability. You want a pastor who has some emotional stability. <laughs> and sometimes you wonder if I even have it, but I do. My physical trains my emotions. It trains my mental, the outside, it, it, it affects everything. My physical and my emotional health, they are connected to each other. They're connected to each other. Your outside is connected to your inside. Studies show us that if people that, people that train their body, people that train their body, they, it, they live longer. Their, their emotional stability is better. It prolongs, it pushes off. The, the onset of, of, of these older, these diseases that we get older, like Alzheimer's and dementia, it pushes those things off because your physical is tied to your, 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 your frontal cortex. It helps all that. You have to work your physical so that it, it, it helps you with your emotional. It helps you with your mental. It, they're connected. You gotta work it. And you might be thinking this too, man, I, well, Wes, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good right now. It's easy to look on the outside and think that you're doing really good. I, I had a coach for the first year of this church, and he said, I guarantee if I hooked you up to a, uh, uh, he said, I said, hey, he said, how are you? I said, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. He goes, I guarantee you, if I hooked you up to a stress test, you'd be in a mess. I said, well, then let's not hook me up to that stress test. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't need bad news, don't want bad news. Let's keep your stress test to yourself. The goodness for me, my coach, he's from Oregon. He's, he lives in Oregon. You can't tell me what to do. I'm a grown man. I'm paying you $5,000 to tell you what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I, you're, I learned that you're, he said, dude, your physical and your emotional, they're tied together. Here's the second thing that I learned. Your physical and your spiritual health, they're connected. They're connected. You know what these guys are thinking? I got this. Lap one, I got this. Lap two, I got this. I, let's fight these guys. Let's fight these guys. Let's go get them. You know what God was saying to them? We don't fight our battles, everybody else fights our battles. Some of the battles, they are physical, but some of them, they're spiritual, and this one is spiritual. 
and everyone's gonna walk away and say, dude, those guys can fight and they're strong and they killed all five workouts and they're really, really good and that's awesome. But what he's gonna show them is like, man, their spiritual is so much stronger than their physical. And I wanna encourage you today, you want your spiritual stronger than your physical. You want that. I know some of you that walk around, look, oh, my, phys- my physique is great, my physique is great, my physique is great. It's great if you look good on the outside, but what good is that if you're dying on the inside? Come on, think about that. Every day you come to my house, man, Pastor West, man, he looks good, man. Pastor West, he looks good. But on the inside, I'm dying. You don't want that. Man, that person, they look good. They look good. They look good. How are your emotions doing? Oh, I'm a train wreck. How's your spirit? It's crushed. It's defeated. My, I train all the, I'm training all the time. But it pushes me to my godliness. It pushes me to this Bible. I have this, I have this, um, this checks and balance. I never want to spend more time in my body than I do with my God. That's the thing I have inside of me. Like some days, like I ain't going to the gym. This week, I'm not going to the gym. I, I, I did enough yesterday, 3,000 calories, five, five hours and 40 minutes. No one should ever do that. I don't like driving in a car for five hours and 40 minutes. What made me think I wanted to run for five hours and 40 minutes? Why, what? Something popped in my head. You know what I was doing? I was training my insides. I was training, I was training my mental. And this podcast told me, hey, you need to do some, do, some more, do some more hard things. And the first hard thing that popped in my head was a marathon. That was the first part. Like, dude, you need some more difficult things to pop in your head besides that. It's like changing a tire. Like, that would have been more, that sounds harder. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong with him? Can you change a tire? Yes. Yes, I can change a tire because I've been through spiritual warfare. That's where God loves to give pastors flat tires. I, I got flat, this year I've had three flat tires and I ran out of gas three times. God's preparing me for something big. 2019 is my year. Is your physical good, but your emotional terrible? Is your, are, your, are your emotions just a mess? Well, train, train your spiritual. Train the inside. Is your, is your, is your body good? Like, is your body good, but just spiritual you're just like it's just not good at all or is are you are you are you skipping leg day like are you good on the physique but you're not but you're not good on the spiritual you've got to train the insides do you love your gym more than you love your church maybe you're lopsided when i go to the gym it's great because there's people there who are dying and going to hell that's why i like going there it's the same reason why I like going to the coffee shop that I go to. Someone's like, well, why don't someone said to me, do you go to the Christian coffee shop downtown? I was like, no, they're all Christians. I don't want to go there. I want to go, I want to go where I want to, I want to go where the lost people are. I want to go where people are just searching. That's where I want to go. I don't want to have my little, I don't want to have my little holy huddle and no one gets saved. I'm on mission. I want to train my physical because my physical is tapped to my, my spirit. I want to train my physical because my physical is, is tapped on my, my emotion. I want to encourage you today, church, a lot of you guys, and I'm looking around, a lot of you guys, you, you're, you're into fitness. But I pray to God that you're more into God than you are into your body. Because if you're in your body, if you're more into your body than you are into God, that's called idolatry. And we learned that in the Old Testament. She's like, you're a West, you're pushing a little bit too hard now. You can do both. You can do both. It's not one or the other. We get so lopsided in our culture today. Oh, I'm going to do one, I'm not going to do the other. You can do both. You can, you can do both. You can work your body, but you also, you got to work them both. You can be in, there's some of you guys, you're in multiple community groups in this church. 
you're in the gym multiple times a week, but you're, you're working your spiritual. You're faithful to church. You're in a group. You're building your faith. You're building your finances. You're building your fitness. You're building your faith. You're doing all these things. You're doing, and you're good. You're just, you're pouring all into it. And that is awesome. And you should keep doing all those things. But don't skip, don't skip heart day. Don't skip heart day.